Thanks for joining us on the Church of the Lakes podcast, where we inspire life, share life, and give life. Want to learn more about us? Check us out online at cotlakes.com. We'd love to connect with you. Now, let's go to the message. Small groups, I am so excited. We have 14 small groups on our website right now, waiting for you to sign up for. Everything from I do a young adult, Tony Hopkins, like 18 to 29, we do that on Wednesday night. We've got two young married groups, we've got seniors groups, we've got women's specific groups, we've got men's groups, I mean, there's, there's just groups on there. You need to get into a group. You really need to get into a small group. So check it out, look at it. So important for us to get around people who are speaking positive things into our lives. Would you not agree? You know, like when you get around somebody that's just whiny, whiny? Yeah. You know what I mean? And whiny heidi is contagious. Like you hang around a whiny heidi long enough, you become a whiny heidi. We we have got to get around some people that speak life into us, right? That that, 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 something more than, oh my gosh, who's the newest numbers on the pandemic? Right? And oh my gosh, the economy. Oh my gosh, you know, I didn't vote for this particular president. Come on now. You hear what I'm saying? We need to get it. Let me say this to you real quick. Side note. So, James is struggling with these mics. You hear they're like the white and worship. And he's going to do that some more. Because the devil is fighting us this morning. Because there's something kind of great, great that God wants to do. I'm just telling you right now. So, take the next few minutes and push in and hear what the Holy Spirit will say to you. Let me pray. God, we push it all away. Stress, strikes, schedules, kids, stuff, to do lists, finances. Struggle. Everything worthwhile gets uphill 
as a motivator to get us going. But to get us across the finish line, we're going to need some disciplines or some habits. We're going to need some things to change. That's what this series is about. Ralph, is how, do I, how do I be different? How do I really not just start a new year, but we use this. You know, January is not be different than July. But for some reason, our culture has this mentality, okay, new year, I'm going to do something new. So we use this time period. So what does that look like to actually change in such a way that this would be a different year? Making some real lasting changes. We talked about the first week, I need to change our story in general. And, and then we talked about the conquering our emotions. Remember soul care? We take care of our souls. Last week, we kind of got into talking about our schedule finances, having a plan to be different. But I saved what I think is the most important for last. Let me preface it with this. What we're going to talk about today has every potential to make everything else we've talked about easy. It has the potential to change everything about who you are in a good or in a bad way. Every day, you and I are in a battle. And you go, yeah, I'm battling all the way to church this morning. Right, or battle the kids to get their stupid shoes on. Right, or work this week. Yeah, the battle. I'm saying the battle. That person goes, yeah, I can have me. Oh, I'm a coworker. Well, what is going on in 27? Come on, people, get a driver's license. We're not a driver's license. Yeah, I'm in a battle here. Right, I see all these battles. It's, it's almost time to pay my taxes again. That's a battle. I'm battling the IRS over last year. Man, what do you figure out this year? Right? Maybe you're a student and you got that teacher that just has it out for you. Or a relationship that's gone sour. But here's what I want to say to you. None of that is the battle that I'm talking about. Let me read what I'm talking about. 2 Corinthians 10 through 2 5. For though we walk in the flesh, which is everything I just described, we are not waging war against according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but have divine power to destroy strongholds. Here's the battle. Strongholds. What's a stronghold? A stronghold is a thought that gets lodged into your mind, and now you begin to filter everything else through that stronghold, through that thought pattern. Right? Like, like the thing that says somebody said to you at some point, you know, you're, you're this, or you're that, you're too fat, you're ugly, you're whatever, and, and that lodged. And now every time somebody tries to compliment you now, you have a hard time receiving it. Because there's a stronghold that's lodged in my thought process, right? Destroy, it goes on. We destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God and take every thought captive to obey Christ. The battle I'm going to talk about today that we saved for last is your thought life. The biggest battle, the biggest struggle you're going to deal with for the rest of your life is not the person sitting next to you, it's not work, it's not 27, it's not the kids, it's not finances. Listen to me, it is right between your ears. That's all life. It's this battle on you. And I have to control my thought life. I'm going to say it to you this way. To be different, you need different thoughts. To be different, 
any different thoughts. Anybody here would love to have some great transformation in this year of 2021? Anybody? Anybody like to see something amazing happen? New things and, and maybe new opportunities and new understandings of God and just this amazing progress in your walk with Him, right? Your ability to deal with the craziness of this life in a healthier way. Anybody? Right through my ears. Romans 12 and 2. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed. There it is. Yeah, I want some transformation in my life. By the renewing and the renewal of your what? Mind. That by testing you may discern what the will of God is. When your mind is straight, when your thoughts are straight, you can discern what is of God and what is not of God. The reason we have a time to struggle with that is because our thoughts are off. Our thoughts are on things that are not of Him, and it takes everything else in the way we look at. You know, I used the example this morning. I was talking to the worship team beforehand this morning, and, and we did it because I wasn't even at rehearsal. But I said, you know, like if Tara and I had gotten into like an argument at rehearsal, then the rehearsal would take me out. Well, then the first thing when I walked in this morning, where's my head? I'm going, well, I wonder how she's going to act. And I wonder what she's thinking. And I look over at her, and she doesn't even look at me. And I'm like, oh, yeah, see, she's giving me cold shoulders. But come on, like you don't do this. We all do this. We, we create stories and we create the scenarios. And some of us right now have beef with people. And there's not even really beef with them. It's beef you created between your ears. It's, it's like our minds, there's a battle there. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So if we're going to be different, if we're going to be transformed, it will be because we have different thoughts. Let me say it this way. I will never change my life until I change my thoughts. I will never change my life until I change my thoughts. Ecclesiastes 10 and 2 from the message shows, why a wise thinking leads to right living. I like this. Stupid thinking leads to wrong living. Hmm. That's really pretty straightforward. Anybody here have twisted thoughts? Thoughts maybe that are outside of what God says? Maybe insecure thoughts, something like this. I'm not good enough, and so and so probably thinks I'm annoying. These insecure thoughts. Fearful thoughts, right? Fearful thoughts. I'll never be able to fix this or get to that point in my career or marriage, etc. Negative thoughts. My life is so difficult. I mean, everything is working against me. Right? Anybody ever get into victim mentality? I do. Maybe you have impure thoughts. I'm not going to give you an example of that one. I think you can figure that one out on your own. Right? Really, we have impure thoughts. None of us is ever going to change anything in our lives until we change our thinking. Changing our life doesn't begin with feeling. It begins with changing your thinking. And so as we start this year and we come up with New Year's resolutions and I'm going to lose 20 pounds and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that, listen to me. In all you're doing, Proverbs says, in all you're doing, get understanding. For 2021 to be something more or to be something different, for your marriage to expand and become greater, for your parenting skills to become greater, for your work habits to become everything in our world as a student, for your students, for you to do better in all that you do. It's all going to come down to 
space right here between your ears. It's all about the way we think. Let's talk about thinking for a moment. And then I'll get really practical with you just to help you today. First, first point is this. Everything begins with a thought. Everything begins with a thought. If you just work on your behavior, you will not make a lasting change. Your actions are rooted in a thought or several thoughts. Every one of your actions, everything that you do, is coming from a thought. So let me say this to you. Let's start being careful about what goes in our mind first in the day. As if you, oh my gosh, 150 more cases in Lake County today. If that's the first thought of your day, let me ask you, where's your day going? Are you getting down what I'm saying? If the first thing you do is pick up the phone and go, did you respond after what I read her? If I flip on the news, I don't care which one you listen to. If I flip on the news and I hear this sensationalized garbage that helps make them money and puts me into a panic, what do you think I did? Come on, guys, let's be right. Like, we need to be a little bit smarter because my day, if I want my day to go the way it's supposed to, this is why we, we had to get in God's Word. Right? This is why you're going to hear over and over and you come to church and you have a quiet time and you need to read your Bible. It's not because you're, you're reading your Bible appeases an angry God and makes you okay with them. That's not what we do. It. We do it because right here between your ears is where the Bible is. And what do I need to do? I need to open up this Word and read something where God is great and powerful and He will protect you and hit you. Like, that's the way I need to start my day. Right? Just understand. For Him to say, you're a masterpiece. I've got a purpose and a plan for your life. There's, there's something you should be doing today. If your first words are, there's something you should be doing today, as compared to, I'm spending five more days in the county. Tell me the difference of the trajectory of those two days. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Like it's, it's our thought. It's, it's, it's our thought. If you're starting your day out watching some media, what are they telling you to think? Because they all have an agenda. Everyone has. You have an agenda. I have an agenda. Like whoever is speaking into your life has an agenda. The question is, is their agenda your best? And then let's be careful about what we're putting in or what we're hearing, right? Like the one lady who, who told me, I wake up grumpy every morning. Well, every once in a while I let him sleep in. But almost every morning I wake him up. That's funny. I'll give you yeah, that. was funny. Yeah. Romans 12, let me go back to it. Romans 12 and 2. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world. But let God transform you into a new person. How? Changing the way you what? The way you want, right? Because what we think is our next fill-in determines how you feel. What you think determines how you feel. People or circumstances cannot make you feel a certain way. Well, let's sit here for just a second. People and circumstances cannot make you feel a certain way. They can influence you, but you have a choice as to how you react. You have a choice in what you do. How you think 
about people or circumstances drives your feelings. This is why it's so important for us to consider who we spend time with and who we're listening to. People cannot change how you feel, but if you spend enough time with them, they will begin to change how you think. Are you talking about What else to do? Where are you spending your time? And the reason I can prove that this is so true and it's a choice for each different person is, listen to me, there are tons of people going through the same things right now. Pandemic, lost job, medical issues. There's tons of people. But you know what's interesting? There's different responses on every one of them. Do you know what the difference is? They're thinking. The difference is what's going on here inside of their head. I, I didn't ask you if I could tell you this, so forgive me, Mr. Rand, but Miss Patty passed away this week. And Lynn called me and I ran over to his house and we went to the hospital and went through that whole process together. And it was amazing to watch him in that process. Because literally we are at the point where we were just standing in a hospital bed. And he called us and said, okay, she's officially gone. And he started crying. And I just sat there with him. And then when he caught himself, it was so amazing what came out of his mouth. Because he said, she's so happy. That's why he was crying. And I thought, that's exactly what I'm going to talk about on Sunday morning. It's all about your thought process. It's all about the perspective of what you've put into your mind. And so, no, in that moment, he wasn't going, poor me. I miss her. I, I, I. He was so excited at the thought of no more pain and no more struggle. Are you hear what I'm saying to you? That's a healthy thought process in the middle of the circumstance. So we have a choice. We can make the choice to have different patterns of thoughts. Philippians 4, 8, 9. We've heard this many times. Finally, brothers, whatever's true and noble and right, Anything is excellent or praiseworthy. Think about such things. What does it mean to think? Think about such things. Here's what happens when you do. And the God of what? Peace. And the God of peace will be with you. Last thought, thinking about our thinking is this. Our thoughts determine our destiny. Our thoughts determine our destiny destination. Samuel smiles as a sky shark there and he wrote this. So a thought, and you reap an action. So an action, you reap a habit. So a habit, you reap a character. So a character, and you reap a destiny. It all goes back to my thinking. It all goes back. You are, let me say it to you this way. You are today where your thoughts have grown. You are today where your thoughts have grown. You will be tomorrow where your thoughts take you. Now, for those of you who go, well, that sounds like some kind of prosperity gospel, positive thinking, guru, you can sell a little infomercial past life. Let me show you something in Scripture. Let me show you something in Scripture, Romans 8, 5, and 6. Those who are dominated by the sinful nature think about sinful things. 
Those who are dominated by the sinful nature think about sinful things. But those who are controlled by the Holy Spirit think about things that please the Spirit. Do you, you see the difference there? The ability to say, no, I'm not going to think of this earth. I'm going to think of things of God. I'm going to think of things of the Holy Spirit. If your sinful nature controls your mind, there's death. There's pain. There's struggle. But if the Holy Spirit controls your mind, there's life and peace. The battle is right here. The battle is raging all over our lives. Sitting right here. Satan turns his own in the back of his synagogue. We destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God and take every thought captive to obey Christ. Alright, so there's the theology of it. So the question now is, okay, how? Let me give you some practical steps. Let's talk about some things that we can maybe put into play in our lives this afternoon and tomorrow to actually start changing what's going on between my ears. Number one, I need a plan to control my thoughts. I need a plan to control my thoughts. So, so, so let me say it to you this way. Have you been thinking about what you're thinking about? Probably not. Probably not. Probably a lot of what you think is just kind of on auto-repeat. You know, you can, you can put the music on shuffle and just auto-repeat and shuffle. And we think the same thought over and over again to the things that we've always thought. So we react the same way to the things that we want. And we get the same results with the same actions over and over and over. Listen, we need a plan. We need a plan to control what is going on in, in this crazy moment of mine. Right? How do we do that? What is the plan? Let me give you a couple thoughts. One is accountability. Accountability. You know, this, this, is, listen, this is why we do small groups. This is why we do small groups. I say it all the time. You're going to hear me say it until I fall off of this planet. Because you need somebody in your life that knows your stuff. Let me say that again. You need someone godly in your life. Who knows your stuff? You need somebody godly who you take the mask off with. And you say, this is really how I feel. This is really my struggle. This is my secret sin. This is, this is what I deal with on a regular basis. And we need some accountability to control our thoughts. Right? Every single one of us need that reality. What else? Uh, maybe I need a Bible reading plan. You know, you know, Bible reading a plan. It's God's word. That's how we renew our mind. So when he says, so when his truth is, I've got to have his word. So if you listen to me, if you don't have a plan, you need a plan. You need something that you're going to. Listen to me. There's Bible apps. Right? You can on the Bible app and there's reading plans. There's all kinds of stuff. My wife gets the old school daily bread. You may remember daily bread and the little books that came out of the church. You know what I'm talking about? My wife orders the older book. It gets delivered to her house. But she does know you need a plan to read the scripture and to renew your mind. Hebrews 4 and 12, for the word of God is living and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit. Don't know. It judges, what does it say here? It judges the thoughts and attitudes of my heart. See, don't just read your Bible. Let your Bible read you. Read it and then go. What applies to me? 
God, what are you saying to me? Do my thoughts and my actions line up with what you're saying here? And if not, Holy Spirit, would you bring conviction and let me understand what I need to do? Number two, I need a place to think about my thoughts. I need a place to think about my thoughts. You need to take time if we're going to take captive thoughts. How can you take captive if you don't ever take any time thinking about what they are? You need to get a place where you go. What am I thinking? How did I do this week? How did I interact with my spouse or my kids? Why did I react that way? When I lost my temper at work, what was I feeling or what was I thinking? Because I would like to do that a little bit differently. I understand what's going on inside of me. I don't want it. You know what? You need a place to think about your thoughts. In Christianity, we call that a, a prayer closet or a quiet time. Where I get still. Still. Watch this, watch this. Spiritually prepared for an elder meeting. I would say something and then just chew up and spit it out. 
Hebrews 10 and 24, let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. And let us not neglect our meeting together, as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the days of his return is drawing near. But the last part of that says, for some reason, it sounds a lot more powerful than it used to, doesn't it? In Matthew 20, when I, when I know it, I wonder if Jesus is coming back, oh, Lord Jesus, please come back.
dwelling of the Holy Spirit. As he whispers to you right or left, as he whispers to you, I don't know if you talk those back. Right? Don't swallow. Stop for just a minute before you say that. How about we say this? It's the Holy Spirit. He's our guide and our counselor. God has a purpose for each one of us. That is mind-blowing. Isaiah 55 and 9. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways. And my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. Now the Bible opened up and I began to say, how many of you guys have got some things you'd like to do? Some uphill hopes. Go crazy with your uphill hopes. And God's are bigger than that. Something that is deliberate. 
our souls today. In Jesus' name, I ask right now for the breaking of strongholds. Holy Spirit, move in this room. We begin to touch and break free. Words that have been spoken over us and words that we've repeated and said over ourselves. But this day forward, we might stand differently in the way that we think about who you created us to be, who you are, and the mission that you have put us on. God, let us be purpose in the place that you have placed us, that our thoughts might be focused only upon what you have called us to do. That we would go straight in all that you have called us to do, running towards the prize that you have put forth for us. God, we pray that we ask you. In the holy name of Jesus Christ, and all of God's people said, Thanks for joining us today. We would love to help you on your next steps. Please visit cotlakes.com. Join us weekly as we continue to know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference in our community.